0: Welcome to the Couch Time Podcast, where we give you tools to connect with your kids and point them to Christ. We should probably add something in the intro about translating culture. Welcome to the Couch Time Podcast, where we give you tools to translate your kids' culture and engage their hearts to point them to Christ.
1: (laughs) Hey, 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 I like it. That's great.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, all kidding aside, the, uh, the podcast that we're doing right now, if you're a first time listener, we are working through a book, engaging your teens world, Mm -hmm. uh, a fantastic resource. Um, a fantastic resource. Um, yeah, and our goal is to to equip parents, to equip uh, youth leaders, to equip teachers, anybody that's got teens in their world, their lives yeah. that they want to, um, to point to Christ. And this book is just a resource to be able to do that better. Mm. So that's why we're talking about it. Today we're going to be talking about Chapter 6 uh, and a little bit of Chapter 5. Um, but yeah, fantastic resource. Um, so let's, let's get into chapter, chapter six of this book. Before we do that though, let me recap. Um, this book is all about engaging culture Mm -hmm. and why to engage culture. So to boil it down, if you want to go pick up the book, uh, the Florence campus of our church has it, you can buy it or go to Amazon. I would really encourage you to go do that and read it. There's a bunch of stuff in here that we can't cover all in each of these episodes. Um, bottom line though. Is teenagers are in a culture that is vastly different than uh, other generations. Yeah. And the more that the more that people mature people who love teens, um, the more they're able to understand the culture that the teens are in, the more, heart connection opportunities they'll be able to have resulting in teenagers having a lasting faith Mm. once they are adults themselves and after eighteen. And so their goal for this book is to and our goal it's like you know, we have kids in middle school and high school. Our goal is like to instill a a lifelong faith and love for the Mm. Lord that they've got. And that just takes time. Yes. It takes getting at their heart. It takes getting past the superficial, the facade. Yep. Uh, so yeah. this book talks very biblically about why, and now we're getting into the how in last mm. last episode and this episode and moving forward about what it looks like to do that. Yep. So, um, yeah, really good. Anything else you would add, Josh, as far as up to this point? No. I,
1: I, I think uh, the, the one thing is um, if this is the first episode you're listening to, um this book does build and so there there are yeah. things that like there's things and concepts in the previous chapters that are just super helpful so i'd recommend either just reading the book or like picking up and reading uh, up till chapter six or listening to the previous episode so you just kind of get a flavor of what do we what's have
0: going do we on. have all of the outlines in the show notes of episodes
1: there, there are some notes
0: you can go check out, yeah. even if you're not going to watch or listen to all of the episodes, you can go read through a brief yeah. outline or some of the notes, even yeah. that would be helpful. But yeah. again, we, we want to help give you as much nuggets as possible, as many nuggets as possible so that you can, you know, everybody's busy, but yeah. it's like, we want to be a resource for you as you parent, as you, you know, raise your kids. Uh, we want to be a resource for you. So. All right. Well, let's let's go on to the next chapter then. Uh, chapter six, God, which um, is titled "Missionaries Cleverly Disguised as Parents." Boom. So, um, essentially, this this chapter is all about, uh, as you said, it builds. Parents are, and it even says it in the chapter, but parents are the vessel that God has instituted and designed. Yeah to carry on the message of the gospel. So if everything's functioning as possible, mom, moms and dads, mothers and fathers are instilling values that are biblical into their kids as they raise them and they're teaching them how to live it out and showing them what it looks like. So that at the end of a kid's childhood and they're spit out into adulthood, it's like they have everything they need to live and function as a mature Christian, Mm -hmm. like moms and dads have that responsibility. Um, as you know, as yes. I'll just leave it at that. That's and so weird. they they talk about parents as missionaries mm. in this chapter. Um Josh, if you if you could yeah. so I think missionary yeah. is one of those loaded words that a lot of people, regardless of what church they come from or mm-hmm, background yeah. or experience they've got as missionaries, with missionaries, short term trips, whatever. It's like yeah. missions, missionaries. Yep is a loaded word with a lot of assumptions and baggage. Biblically, what is a missionary?
1: It, it's somebody who's taking the gospel to a different culture, I think. Uh, the uh, That's what Paul did. Um, mm-hmm. he, he, he was probably the most famous missionary. Um, but, like, yeah, when, when it's to your own people, that that's, like, kind of a different thing. But, like, it's... You could call it a missionary, whatever, but, like, ultimately, like, going to a slightly different culture and bringing the gospel to them. Mm. Um, So, hey— Your kids are in a different culture. (laughs) Well, that's
0: such a good definition because the Bible is chock full of commands about loving our neighbors, loving each other, treating each other as more important than ourselves. But then it also talks to Great Commission and going to other people who don't know and taking the message with you to them. And it's like, so there's these different contexts, but I think you're spot on. Missionaries is the word that they pick to describe parents because teenagers are in a very different culture almost to the point where there's a different language because <laughs> yeah. i mean parents i'm i mean if you if you're just so checked out you haven't heard k- your kids use words that you're like that's not a word you can't like that's not english that's what, is that? what the heck yeah. does that even mean like even in songs it's like mm-hmm. there's stuff that like they're saying it's like that's a phrase i don't even know what it means like there's language and verbiage and meanings that it's like are so different than what parents or grandparents understand. Yeah. Even me as a youth pastor, like I'm a li- I'm not as disconnected as parents are from the age of their kids, but I still don't understand it all. Like I <laughs> right. have to, you know, the culture is very different. Mm-hmm. And so it describes parenting as missions. Yeah. Um, and when you go translate culture, which, the previous chapter last week's episode talked about, and you are seeking to understand and analyze and ask questions about what the artifacts are Mm -hmm. in your kid's culture, Mm -hmm. you can now turn on your mission mind, and it's like, I'm going after the heart of my kid. I want to help apply God's word to this, and biblical Mm -hmm. thinking, and what to do with feelings that are coming up with whatever is going on in their culture and mm-hmm. apply scripture to it and help them know what it looks like to renew their mind. As the Bible says, you can't do that unless you understand the culture. Yeah. So it, it kind of flows. Um, Josh, would you give, for anybody who's listening who didn't hear, would you give a just a brief overview of chapter 5 and mm-hmm. translating culture and then we're gonna go. This is the shortest chapter in the book, chapter six. So mm-hmm. I want to build off of chapter five. Um,
1: yeah. So uh, in chapter five, talked about culture translation, which they define as the ability to understand, participate in, engage, and transform a given culture. And so all the whole the whole idea is that your kids are in a different culture, but they need to know how the Bible applies to them they need to know uh one of the the great lines from this is um that we need to remember that the goal is not is to train their conscience Mm. and not to be their conscience for them so um we want to not just say that's bad that's bad that's bad um i was even guilty i was thinking about on the bus uh going to camp i was even guilty of this kid wanted to listen to this song i'm like that's a terrible song and i kind of just shut it down versus like actually engaging in that and the whole thing is take what your kids know and engage with them don't just try to shut it down don't just try to poke holes in everything Hmm. but learn about the thing that they're they're talking about, and use that to connect them to Jesus, yeah. and um, the, the it gives a, the chapter gives specific process and yeah. and, and different things. Super so good. Yeah. I love this chapter, and so that kind of ties into okay, so not now missionaries, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah, it even in chapter five it even gives the examples of you know. Uh, Christ and Paul and how they did it. Yes. And it's like, that's really, really good. Yes. Uh, Paul went into these different cities where he was at, and there's specific examples of how he responded to the culture being different than what the Bible says that it should be, but instead of just...
1: Going preaching crazy at them,
0: yeah he understood right he asked questions and once he understood all of a sudden he earned this relational right with them to be able right. to speak to them about what the bible says about yes. what god's word says about who jesus is you know and there's other examples about jesus and how he, he interacted with the culture that was so vastly different than the kingdom that he was ushering in and bringing. And it was like, he was transforming it because he was engaging. Yes. So it's like, when you take that, which all makes sense. And that's what missionaries do. I know many missionaries Mm -hmm. and that's what they're doing. But then when you take that and you transpose it to parents Mm -hmm. and that's what you're doing. Right. It's a little, it's kind of a stretch to take and, 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 not redefine, but remold the idea of missionary mm. and put it into a family context. Sure, sure. And what the book does that I really like is it uses, um well, let's just go there. Um On page 75, it goes and it talks about liturgy mm. and it talks about rituals. Yeah. And so it's like, hey, parents, if you're going to take this serious— And you're going to be a third-way parent like this says, which is what it gives biblical evidence, which I agree with. Mm -hmm. It's like we're supposed to be doing as parents. We're supposed to be engaging our kids' world. Uh, We're supposed to be getting at their heart, not just trying to make them look like the little person that we want them to look like. But it's their heart that needs transformed. Mm -hmm. They need born again, Mm -hmm. just like it says in the book of John. It's Mm -hmm. like... That's what we should be after, yeah. and the way we do that is engaging them in what they're they're feeling, what they're thinking, what they're seeing, what their brains are interpreting yeah. based on the culture that they're in. If you're yeah. going to do that, and then you're even going to take chapter 5, and you're going to start to do that yeah. with their culture, the next step is the rituals in your home,
1: mm-hmm. the
0: liturgy that you have as a family. So. Uh, there is a liturgy unfolding in every home. Mm. It says on page seventy five. Yep. It shapes us in deep and profound ways we don't even see and we won't experience the effects of for years. Yeah. And it's like, all right, time out. Again, missionaries, we need to kind of talk about liturgy. What is liturgy? Mm. Josh, do you know yeah. like so just just a you know ballpark definition. Yep.
1: I mean it, it's it's the the rhythms, the rituals, the like things you repeat uh, typically on a daily basis, but it could be daily, weekly, monthly. Yeah. What are the things your family uh does is used to yeah. doing? Mm-hmm. And that shapes you.
0: Yeah. So it's like I don't know, most people, at least for me, liturgy is kind of one of those things that's being redefined. Now there's books coming out that are talking about liturgies that you should have for mourning, for, for prayer, for different things. It's not just if things. you're Anglican or Catholic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so liturgy is something I used to think of in the context of church and a church right. service, and it's like, what's the church's liturgy? It's mm-hmm. like, that's a really weird way to talk about the order of the service, but mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's kind of an old-fashioned word. It's like Grace Fellowship Church has a liturgy kind of that we follow, even though we don't print that in the bulletin like the morning liturgy. It's like we do. We kind of follow it almost every week, even Mm -hmm. the ones that are concert of prayer, even the ones that are testimony Sundays or baptism Sundays. Like There's liturgy that we follow. It's a rhythm. But there's even ones that we should have for our hearts and minds when we're doing other things. I would go as far as to argue, Josh, that most people have one, yeah. It's probably just subconscious, and they don't think about it, but yeah. we're people yeah, multiple, of habit. We're people totally. of rhythm, and there's a biblical intentionality to insert worship, insert right thinking, insert yeah. you know God glorifying. So it's like whether you eat or whether you drink, it's like okay. do it for God's glory. Yes. Yes. It's like rhythms yep. and thinking help us do that. So parents in your home, Josh, would you agree with this statement? It's like they have liturgy.
1: Mm-hmm. For
0: sure. Whether it's the morning, whether it's lunch, breakfast, whether it's dinner, whether it's Sunday morning, whether it's, you know, a sporting event, like you do the same thing when you get into this rhythm and, uh, for your family, whatever that is. So culture translating and being a missionary as a parent, what that looks like is being more intentional with the liturgy that is unfolding in your household. Right. Um, so it's, Again, this is the shortest chapter, so about actually engaging your kids now if you're doing all of these things, Mm -hmm. so it gives some more practical stuff, I'm very excited about. I would encourage parents from this chapter to to be thinking, what are the rituals? What are the rhythms? What is the liturgy or some of the liturgies that you have in your house? Because I do agree, it says... There are liturg- liturgies unfolding in every home, and it shapes us in deep and profound ways we don't even see. Yeah. It's like, I believe that. 100%. I am who I am because of the, the liturgies that my parents had, yeah. whether it was family morning devotions for different seasons. My goodness, they made me get up at 7 a.m. Yeah. as a family, and we listened to the worst audio Bible ever. <laughs> I don't even remember who it was. It's like, but that shaped me
1: yeah.
0: for good or for bad. Yeah how we did, uh, how my parents did small group with mm-hmm. their adults and mm-hmm. the the rhythm that we went into, all the kids going downstairs. Yep. There were snacks. And it's like what we did before, what we did after. It's like there were rhythms that were weekly, sometimes daily. Yep. They shaped me. Yep. In the moment, not as much as, well, mm-hmm. I'm now, I do yes. things with my life and my wife and my kids mm-hmm. because of what my parents did. Right. So it's like, you are shaping your kids make no mistake but this is about being intentional with it
1: right and i think so just like missionaries who are going to a different country right they 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 are starting their lives completely new right and so one one of the things they try to do is figure out what rhythms are we going to have who are we going to be around mm-hmm. what coffee shops are we going to go to like those sorts of things so that way we can have opportunities to share the gospel to build relationships and I think that that's kind of what this is saying is like man everybody's busy and everybody has a a liturgy so like what are what are those things that you're doing or maybe that you can shift to make opportunities to connect with your kid and to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Like there was an example at the beginning about um, a, a single dad who just used car rides. And then towards the end, let, I'm going to read these two two lines that were super helpful. Uh, he said he learned more about what was swirling around his kids he and became more informed about what to talk about and the biblical perspective behind that. Mm. Then towards the end, it said, instead of Instead of living out of a spirit of fear, he he is choosing to embrace the excitement and encouragement around what is going to come for them. Mm-hmm. They know they've got a dad who's in their corner. And you can use rhythms to help your kid know you're in their corner. Yeah. And I think that, that's a huge, huge
0: blessing. Yeah, This book, uh, uh, on your point right there, Josh – this book, the one of the things it says in the early chapters, again, go pick up a copy and read it or go listen to the early episodes, it talks about relationships um, are so, so important um, and how to invest in a relationship, and that's communication, and it's like communication over time, and this book suggests that parenting, you have an opportunity to have an ongoing conversation for 18 years. And it's like, "Hey, well, oh, that's a cool concept." It's like, "No, literally. What's the thing that you want your kids to know that you have been about when you're done parenting them?" Yeah. And it's like pointing them to Jesus, loving them, caring about them, what they've got going on. It's like that takes time. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be different phases and seasons your kids are in, yeah. and that looks different. But if you're engaging their culture and you know where they're at, you're going to be able to know what that looks like. So instead of like, you know, it's like you go from disciplining and, you know, um, regardless of the context of your family, say it's, it's spanking and physically disciplining your kids to try to teach them that, you know, different things versus when they're a teenager or even younger than teen and you're grounding them from something they love. You're trying to train them. Mm -hmm. It's like, Well, what happens about a movie and having conversations about somebody that likes them or they don't like or how to be a good friend or they have an annoying friend that they don't know how to deal with? Mm -hmm. It's like those kinds of – that's not – it's not always a disciplinarian interaction where you have an opportunity to parent. You have an opportunity to parent when they just want your opinion on something. Mm -hmm. And the way that you put yourself in a position that they'll want your opinion – is if you know what's going on in their world. You know know that you care. They know that you care. And that's exactly what you said, Josh, and this, this, it said it's like, if you want them to know that, if you want them to know that you are in their corner, you have to start having conversations now, seeking to understand them. We hope that this has been encouraging and helpful to you uh, parents whether you have thought about it before, um, Josh and I are... It's like you guys are who God wants, teaching your kids about fearing the Lord, what it looks like to do so, what it looks like to trust Him, and what it looks like to live for Him. So... Um,
1: you are missionaries you are missionaries
0: and we hope this book is a resource for you Uh, it points to God's word it points to Christ and that's what we want you know to do for you it's like point you to Jesus as you walk with him and then also to take that and point your kids to Jesus so uh, we love you guys as always reach out to us uh, if you have any feedback if there's stuff questions that you've got or ways that we could do a better job of being a resource for you as you raise your kids and try to point them to Jesus so we love you guys have a great week hey thanks for listening you can follow us on Instagram at the Couch Time podcast We'd love it if you would take a moment and leave us an honest five star rating Let us know what you thought about the podcast and let us know if there's any topics you would like us to cover you can comment below or email us at podcast at graceky.org.